0: Please mark on your calendars that the Acapella Choir and Symphonic Bands from Living Word Lutheran High School in Jackson, Wisconsin will be leading the music and worship on Saturday, the 26th of March. So that's two weeks from yesterday. And then they will give a concert then at 6.30 p.m. following that Saturday evening worship service. So please mark that on your calendar. Make sure you attend uh, at least that special uh, concert. Uh, and if not, both both the service and the concert, it will be a... Uh, a blessing if you do we will be gathering also a door offering that day for their continued ministry so just keep that in mind and maybe prepare for that when you come to church that day more information about that is in your chapel weekly and many have asked how we can help our brothers and sisters in ukraine and the refugees flowing outside of that uh, uh... country into neighboring countries and we certainly i would hope that you would certainly keep them in your daily prayers continue to do that please Um, Also, Lutheran World Relief has an opportunity for us to provide food, shelter, and emergency funds for refugees. And right now, when we give toward Lutheran World Relief, all donations that that they receive will be matched. So we will be collecting funds here at Chapel of the Cross on Lutheran World Relief's behalf for the Ukrainian refugees through Easter Day. So if if you would like to give, just use that envelope that's in in the pew rack there. But mark on there or mark on your check Ukraine so we know where to send that or or how to direct that gift. And uh, we will make sure we send those gifts on. More information about that is is on the insert in your chapel weekly today. So you can take that and read that sometime. In our prayers, we will pray for the family and loved ones of Thelma Eigenman. Thelma died in the Lord this past Friday. Visitation will take place a week from today on Sunday, March 20th, starting at 1 p.m. at Paul Funeral Home in St. Charles. The funeral will follow the visitation on that same day at 2.30 p.m., also at Paul Funeral Home. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by singing together the opening hymn, Come to Calvary's Holy Mountain, as that's printed in your bulletin. And we stand to sing it together.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose sins the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we have devised and desired in our hearts we have offended you and sinned against your holy law we have done those things that we should not have done and we have not done those things that we should not have done and have mercy on us O lord spare us forgive us and restore us according to your promises in christ jesus god our merciful father has forgiven all our sins he sent his son jesus christ to be our redeemer and savior Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by his death on the cross and freed us from death by his resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Oh God, Father, Defend us from all adversities that may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts that may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
2: The Old Testament reading is from the 26th chapter of Jeremiah. But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priests, the prophets, and all the people seized him and said, you must die. Why do you prophesy in the Lord's name that this house will be like Shiloh and this city will be desolate and deserted? And all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard about these things, they went up from the royal palace to the house of the Lord and took their places at the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and all the people, this man should be sentenced to death because he has prophesied against this city. You have heard it with your own ears. Then Jeremiah said to all the officials and all the people, the Lord sent me to to prophesy against this house and this city all the things you have heard. Now, reform your ways and your actions and obey the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent and not bring the disaster he has pronounced against you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me whatever you think is good and right. Be assured, however, that if you put me to death, you will bring the guilt of innocent blood on yourselves and on this city and on those who live in it. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to speak all these words in your hearing. This is the word of the Lord.
1: We now speak responsibly Psalm 4. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when the grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety.
2: The epistle is from the third and fourth chapters of Philippians. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For, for, as I have often told you before and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. This is the word of the Lord.
3: Oh It was
1: Gospel, which is according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox. I will drive out demons and heal people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must keep going today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated for the hymn.
0: Mercy and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the sermon this morning is that gospel reading appointed for this day from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 13, especially this verse O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, most of us, I would guess, are are very, very familiar with Jesus being referred to, being called the Lamb of God. And we get that picture in our mind, it's a wonderful picture of the spotless Lamb of God sacrificed for the sins of the world. And we, we really don't give that picture a second thought, it's very, very familiar with us. Or another picture, maybe we don't see it a whole quite as much as the Lamb of God, but, but it is still familiar nonetheless. Jesus is the Lion of Judah. John uses that image of the Savior in the book of Revelation. C.S. Lewis even uses that image of the Lion as a symbol of Jesus in his Chronicles of Narnia books. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus, the Lion of Judah. But what about Jesus, the hen of God? That doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it? No, but the words you just heard, that's how Jesus refers himself, describes himself. Jesus compares his love for the people of Jerusalem to the nurturing, to the protecting love of a mother hen, covering her baby chicks with her wings. That's the image that Jesus uses in Luke 13, illustrating the love that God has for his people. How he calls us, how he invites us to come under the shelter of those wings for his protection. How he wants to gather his children close. He wants to keep his children safe. Now, actually, maybe we should use that picture a little more often. Because the Bible is not shy about sharing that. That image of, of the hen and her chicks, it's an image that actually shows up, shows up quite a bit in scripture, quite a, different, a number of different places. Shows up in Psalm 91, where the psalmist writes, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Shows up in the Old Testament book of Ruth, when Boaz blesses Ruth. He says, May you, Ruth, be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. David prays in Psalm 57, he says, Have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me, for in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. God uses that image of a mother hen gathering in her brood of chicks to show us how he loves us, how he longs to protect us. And it is in the Lord In the shadow of his wings, there we rest secure, and there we are cared for, and there we are protected, and there we are loved. It's a tender image. It's a comforting image. And yet there is tragedy in these words. And there's heartbreak in these words. Because Jesus has tried to gather his children together, but they have rejected him. You know, chances are you probably know the pain of rejection. Whether that's rejection in a relationship or rejection as part of a job or rejection of wanting something so much only just to be kind of passed over. We know how that feels. I think all of us have felt rejection from one, one, at one time or another. So just imagine how the Son of God feels as he journeys toward Jerusalem, the holy city, his holy city. The location of the temple is Father's house. And the reception that he receives there from those people is rejection. He he has come to those people so they can truly know their God. He has come to those people to bring forgiveness. He has come to give a new direction for life. He has come to offer eternal life. He has come to give salvation and the promise of heaven. And the response to him is... "Ah, No thanks, Jesus. We don't want you. And we don't want what you're bringing. And really, Jesus, if you keep this up, things might get kind of ugly for you. And so Jesus laments. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often... I have longed to gather your children together. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. Oh, the Savior calls. The Lord calls and He invites and he pleads with his people to come close. To be protected. To shelter under, those, under, the, under the shadow, under the safety of his wings. But something terrible happens here. Instead of coming close and sheltering under those wings, his children continue to wander. And his children continue to stray. This does not happen in the the farmyard. Ask a farmer. It doesn't happen. The chicks, they have this this kind of sense. They have this instinct to know that they need to stay close to the protection of their mother's wings. Chickens know this. (laughs) But people... Not so much. You know, I, I got a taste of this when my kids were, were little. If for, for some very crazy reason, we didn't do this very often, but for some crazy reason, we would take all five kids to the store, to Target or to Walmart. As soon as we walk in that door, immediately, they would just, poof, just uh, it would all stray. I mean, one kid wants to go look at clothes, and another kid wants to go to electronics. One kid wants to go to the toys. One kid wants to go see baseball cards, and they're just all over the place. You know, a hen has like 10 chicks, and she can keep them all real close. I have only five, and you walk in that store, and they are gone. Just scattered. Because they want to wander, and they want to stray. Children do that, don't they? Children wander, and they stray. God's children do that too. We wander, and we stray spiritually. So Jesus is talking about here in Luke 13. We, the children of God, show this unnatural behavior of turning away from the love and the protection of the one who made us. I know you, can, you can just hear the Savior's heartbreak in this text. You can see how he loves his people with just this incredible love. Luke tells us a little later in this gospel that Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem. He weeps for them. He loves his children so much. And yet, Jesus says, the children have strayed. And they were not willing to be gathered to him. There are consequences for that kind of behavior, you know. There are consequences for ignoring danger and rejecting the protection that the Savior offers. Turning our backs on that loving and compassionate call that invites us all to gather in close under his refuge. I think the Old Testament reading from Jeremiah is a very good example of this. Did you notice the reaction that the people had to Jeremiah's sermon? He he preaches some strong stuff there. He preaches judgment against the people of Jerusalem for their faithlessness, for their unwillingness to gather uh, gather into their almighty God. And their reaction to that sermon? The priests and the prophets and the people seized Jeremiah and said, You must die. Boy, I'm glad I don't have a congregation like that. That guy had a tough ministry, he really did. Throughout his ministry, he would be mistreated, he would be beaten, he would be imprisoned at times. At one, at one point, he was even thrown into a dry cistern with the idea that he would die down there. And all of that because he preached the word that God had given him to preach. And it was a strong word. A word of judgment. and A word of law. And a word about the consequences for wandering away from their Lord. You know, truth is, we don't like to have our sins pointed out to us either, do we? Uh uh-uh. uh. We don't like to be reminded that we have and we continue to fail our Lord and His call in our lives. We don't like somebody pointing out the fact that we have wandered, that we have strayed, and there are consequences for that kind of behavior. We don't like that. But but I think we're aware of some of the consequences. The broken trust because of lies the broken relationships because of selfishness the broken marriages because of unfaithfulness the broken jobs or lost jobs because of pride or cheating there's so many consequences But most of all, this this wall that we put up between us and our God because of our sin and because of our wandering and because of our straying. And of course, the ultimate consequence of sin, as you know, is death. Separation, eternal death apart from the Savior. But did you notice, our Savior does not stop calling his children He still calls through law and gospel. He still calls through very, very hard words that speak about the consequences that are very difficult for us to hear. And he still calls through his sweet words of love and his sweet words of forgiveness. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed for you. How many times do you suppose Jesus looked down at those crowds that were all around him and saw them as sheep without a shepherd? How many times do you think he was just filled with compassion and filled with pity and filled with mercy as he saw them and their need for direction and their need for meaning and their need for purpose in their lives? And he called to them. He taught them. Preached to them. Healed them. Loved them. Did they deserve any of that? (laughs) No. But he did it anyway. And his love is persistent. It's always calling, always gathering his own to himself. And how many times do you think our God looks at us, at you and me? And all the bad situations that we get ourselves into and all the messes that we kind of create for ourselves and all the sin that we commit because we wander and because we stray from him. How many times do you think he looks at us with those loving eyes of his and says, Oh, my people, don't stray. I love you. Come back to me, calling and gathering us to himself. Our God never stops calling his children. God never stops reaching out to us who stray from him. In the book of Romans, Paul quotes the prophet Isaiah as he talks about the Lord. He says, all day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. Who do you think are the disobedient obstinate people? That's you and me. And all day long, God reaches out to us. That call is there. I mean, it started a long time ago for a lot of us. God first started calling to us at our baptism. That water was splashed on our head and Those words were spoken, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We became his own. He started calling out to us, stay close, come to me. And then later he calls to the words of our parents or our teachers or our pastors. Keeps calling through his word, through the Lord's Supper like we'll receive today. I mean, that call is continuous, that call is persistent, and that call is just filled with his love. And this morning, once again, Jesus calls. He calls you. He calls me. He calls us to shelter under his protecting wings. He calls you and me to the safety of his arms outstretched on that cross. He calls us to trust him no matter what our fears or our hurts or our troubles. Calls us to trust those outstretched arms are strong enough, his wings are broad enough to keep us safe. And he gathers us to himself. And in the shadow of those wings we are safe. And in the shadow of those wings we are loved. Because in the shadow of those wings we are saved. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed that's printed for you on page 11 of your bulletin. Together we confess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. Um. We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. In your great love, O Lord, you invite us to pray to you. We do so not because we are worthy, but because you promise to listen and to answer. We pray for our congregation. Make it a light that shines in the darkness. Let the light of your face shine upon us. Lord, in your mercy... Hear our prayer. We pray for our synod. Lord of the Church, we ask you to raise up faithful men and women who counted a joy to serve you and the souls for whom you shed your blood on the cross. Use parents, teachers, professors, and theologians as instruments of your training. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our nation. Forgive us, Lord, for at times resisting your Holy Spirit. Give us hearts and minds that gladly hear your word and obey it. Bless our national, state, and local leaders with wisdom, the desire to seek justice, and the will to work for peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for ourselves. O God of love, you gave a new commandment through your son, Jesus, that we should love one another even as you love us. We pray, give us hearts to love and serve our neighbors. Take away from us all hatred and prejudice and whatever else might hinder us from Christian service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the ill, the infirm and the hospitalized. Especially do we remember this day, Lori Bukowski as she recovers from surgery, Tammy Bushman as she prepares to have surgery, Terry Culture, Justin Hodge, Ruth Kopp, and Gwen Webb. Lord, comfort them with the memory of your grace and the knowledge of your promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who mourn, especially the family and loved ones of Thelma Eigenman, who died in the Lord on Friday. Bless them, Lord, with the comfort of your grace and your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Holy Father, as the darkness grows and hatred and violence seem to triumph in this world, embrace in your tender compassion all who suffer from Russia's attack against Ukraine. Remember all who have lost loved ones and the many who are injured or in harm's way. Grant to them your mercy, your healing, your protection. We remember that in your Son, you have given to us the love that no hatred can overcome, the life that no death can destroy, the forgiveness that exceeds all the violence that fallen humanity inflicts upon itself. Make your church a firm witness to this unfailing hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray with praise and thanksgiving, along with those who are celebrating special blessings of your grace, Lord God. We especially remember Steve Seibert and his family as they celebrate his birthday today. And we give you thanks, along with Milo and Alice Lombard, upon the birth of their great-grandson, Remy Vincent Lombard. Protect Remy with your angels, and bless him in every way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. with you. Lift up your hearts we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal feast in sincerity and truth. and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it. stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. Thanks be to you, O Lord, for the mercy that you have shown to us, for the words spoken in our midst, and for the sacrament upon which we are fed, the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. As you have gathered us here, We pray you to continue to gather your people and shelter us in the comfort of your love forevermore. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing together our recessional hymn, Rise, Shine, You People, page 18 in your bulletin. (laughs)
4: so don't let